Future Europe. Framtidens Europa. Europa Futura. Europa Futura. Europa Futura. Europa Europa du Futur. Future Europe. We're simulating inserting a nasogastric tube in a mannequin. So we're inserting the tube into his nose and into his stomach. But it's a mannequin, so we're just practicing. Yikes, that sounds painful. Thank goodness it's only on a mannequin. Better him than me, Janelle. I don't know about you, but I hate hospitals. I think everyone does. But have you had a particularly bad experience? That's the thing, I haven't. The only time I've ever stayed in hospital was when I had my kids. But the minute I step into a hospital, my heart starts to beat faster and the smell of chemicals and cleaning spray make me lightheaded. The only thing that calms me down is the soothing voice of the nurse, particularly one who has everything under control. Ah, care. How we are cared for medically in old age or as a young child or when we're giving birth can be traumatic for the person in question and for family members. In Europe, teaching people how to give care and creating facilities to support that is the focus of many innovative projects. So on this episode of Future Europe, what kind of care will we receive? The idea of Future Europe is to give you a look into your future by showing you how companies and social groups and schools are preparing for a more sustainable world. All the projects we're looking at have been made possible by loans or grants from the EU, in particular from the European Investment Bank, the EU Bank. So one of the things that we'll be considering in every episode, really, is the link between a prosperous, sustainable future and the European Union. That's what underlies this podcast. Before we get into this episode, we have a quick request. Don't forget to subscribe to Future Europe. We've got episodes on all kinds of stuff that will tell you what your life will be like in the future. And let us know what you think about the future. I'm on Twitter at EIBMatt, at E-I-B-M-A-T-T. And Janelle is a little harder to spell, at J-S-I-E-M-P-L-E-N-S-K-I. Could you say that for me? Simplinski. Simplinski. Easy okay. Polish name. It's Rolls just right a, off the tongue. Polish names are very easy. It's true. Now, let's listen to doctors and nurses learning good bedside manner. And learn about care, too. Sure. We're going to start in Ireland with the Royal College of Surgeons in Dublin. A new medical simulation center there allows medical students from all over the world to get first-hand experience dealing with a range of medical situations. The setting allows would-be medics to take part in highly realistic situations they're likely to encounter, including complications during births and traumatic injuries. There's even a mannequin that gives birth. Ouch. So we're here with Lucina, who is our maternal fetal simulator mannequin. I'm going to take her blankets off. I'm sorry, Lucina, we're going to expose you. You would ask your patient's full consent. And I'm going to insert that baby so we can birth them. So I'm Rebecca Curran, and I'm one of the clinical skills and simulation technicians here at RCSI. And now she's open. So Lucina comes with an inbuilt voice. You can also upload your own voice, which is what I'd love to do eventually, is to get a nice Dublin accent on her. But at the moment, she comes with an American accent, and you can ask her questions. So, like, Lucina, you know, is that sore? A little bit. We can say, how is the pain? Comes and goes. She also does some more stern ones. Don't touch me. 
So RCSI has been on St. Stephen's Green since 1784. So we have been in the city centre of Dublin for a very long time. And now with the opening of 26 York Street, this is Europe's most advanced simulation and clinical skills facility. Hello, my name is Judith Gilroy and I'm the Associate Director for Academic Affairs at RCSI. So suddenly we're able to improve healthcare skills at every level on a European basis as well as working with the tech companies who actually will push the boundaries even further. Simulation facilities, I suppose, are at the heart of this building, but they're really at the heart of our educational philosophy in RCSI. So we want to educate health professionals who are going to transform patient care. So that's medics, doctors, physicians, surgeons, pharmacists. We also train paramedics, nurses and physicians associates here. We wanted to make sure that they were developing those skills in a safe, feedback-rich environment. So we have about 10 inpatient rooms, 10 outpatient rooms, and we have a fully functioning operating theatre. We use both mannequins and actors, and we simulate what's happening in hospitals. My name is Michael McGrail. I'm the Director of Corporate Strategy. I led the project from its inception about five years ago. And the students have to respond to the scenario as it unfurls. The scenarios are all planned in advance, but of course the students don't know that. Every room has recording facilities, and the students can get themselves recorded, and then they can go back and review against how it should be done. Yeah, and that's all for the aftercare. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very, very good. There's a few things in that. Our original plan was to, was to build the building, but we were conscious that on the really expensive floors, which are the simulation floors, we would build those, but it could take us two or three or four years to actually equip. But because of the funding we were able to get from the EIB, we were able to do everything together. So when we completed the building in August 2017, on day one, the building was functioning, whereas without the EIB, it would have taken us about two or three years to actually get it to be fully functioning. The mannequin can be programmed to say various things. I want an epidural. And equally then, the baby, when the baby is delivered, can be made to go blue, can be made to go through a whole variety of things, which, you know, you can do in simulation, but difficult for a student to actually cope with if it actually is, is happening, you know, in, in real life. You'll get students putting injections into fake arms, learning how to stitch little pieces of foam. We sometimes put custard in the foam, and if they get it wrong, it's like an abscess and the custard will spill everywhere. We actually have a really great team of technicians here who do all sorts of wonderful gore. This is a giant tank of blood. So they can make a mess and they can learn from nurses and from their peers and from their teachers in a safe environment. We know from the education and training that the more real you make it, the deeper the learning. We have an operating theatre that you couldn't tell isn't a real operating theatre. And what that does is it takes away that sense of, well, it's not real. So you get really deep learning, and we call it cognitive integration. It sticks in the learner's head. How much longer? So that was financed by the European Investment Bank, the EU Bank. It was. Now for something a little less gory. Thank goodness. The only thing more traumatic than a stay in the hospital is dropping your young kids off at daycare for the first time. Yeah, that is positively terrifying. It sure is. It helps if the building you drop them off is light and airy, welcoming, and clean. 
There's nothing worse than feeling like you're leaving your child in a depressing or worse unsafe environment. Yeah, that's what we come to work for. A company in Finland, Hoivatilat, uh, has made a business of providing clean new facilities for preschools and retirement homes. Private preschools and retirement homes? Yeah, sometimes. Uh, but mainly, they build the facilities and then lease them to cities that can't afford to do it themselves. So that kind of innovative approach is why the European Investment Bank, the EU bank, is financing the company. Finnish schools are the envy of the world. I hate hospitals, but I'd love to spend a day in a Finnish preschool. Bring on the building blocks. Yes, we are now currently here in, in Pilke Pohjantähti daycare center in, in uh, Vantaa, close by Helsinki within the uh, suburban area. Pohjantähti started its operation in Pilke about a year and a half ago, and now we are about to launch the extension with four additional groups by end of this year. My name is Lena Pipari. I work as a COO at Pilke Päiväkodit. And Pilkepäiväkodit is one of the major daycare providers in Finland. And uh, I'm currently here to inspect the building, both on the existing side, but also to see how the progress is made on the new ex- extension uh, unit provided by Hoivatila to us. My name is Tommi Arnio. I'm CFO of Hoivatila. The company is very fast-growing real estate company. It specializes in uh, uh, daycare, schools, mainly in Finland, but we also now have a company in Sweden as well. Today I came to visit uh, two facilities I have not seen before. Espo Tikasmäki Touhula Daycare Center and Vantaa Mesikukantie Pilke Daycare Center. So this is going to be completed and within a month or uh, yes, next uh, month yeah within a month yes that's that's what we've been told and that's what we are counting on <laughs> we have done a lot of projects with both these operators and other operators so we have a good learning curve so we know uh, we can learn from each project and make the next one even better all the things are within the children's reach so they can be active in saying you know I'm interested in this let's do something with this because this is a space for the children they, they are the active participants that's part of the very groundbreaking thinking of Bilke that but they have to be active that's how they learn because they sort of get the experience themselves and they have a certain amount of flexibility in saying, you know, hey, today I'm, I'm interested in the science today or I'm, I'm more interested in the music today, so I will join the groups or the spaces where this is the activity for today. And that's where the, you know, flexible layout, flexible spaces, they are providing us very good facilities to, to enhance that. At the moment, Hoivatlat has around 110 ready facilities all around Finland. Quite close 50-50 split between daycare and uh, elderly care and care for disabled, this, this kind of groups. Hoivatlat provides the facilities that are tailor-made for this purpose. The company's clients are private service providers as well as municipalities. 
and whether it's a daycare or elderly care, they are a strategic partner of ensuring that their clients are able to offer premises which take into account different needs of their, their client base. My name is Lasse Tornen. I work as a loan officer in a team which is covering uh, Northern Europe and I'm focusing on Nordic clients, primarily the Finnish client base at at TIP. The fact that impressed me most during our visit to Hoivatilat's premises and when meeting the company was the strategic partnership with its customers, that they are there for a long run providing tailor-made facilities instead of just developing something and selling some properties for profit. We do, we're teaching the virtues, we've got a virtue tree here, so we're trying to instill good values in the children, so we have a virtue for each month, and this month it's empathy, caring about each other, yes. My name is Paula Hoppo and I'm a preschool teacher working in Tohala Tikismaki, which is in um, Espo. Because it's a purpose-made building, we have lots of space for everything what we need to do. Every group has working classrooms, then there's a, a nap room with proper beds. All the children have a proper bed to sleep in. And also what's great about this building is that we do have a great indoor gym with a climbing wall, ropes, trapeze and everything. It's beautiful. And um, what's really wonderful as well is that because we are a, a Lee Kunta Paivakoti, which means like an exercise daycare, we have the space to, for that the children can actually move very actively in comparison to another another facility. Good skipping there, well done. The financing of the EIB will be used for a pre-agreed list of 58 new care facilities which are to be built across Finland. 62% of these care facilities are related to child or daycare activities. So the children and uh, the future of the Europe, so to say, is one important aspect of their, of their business. Our big idea and big vision is to be building a better tomorrow and better society. There's a need for players like Hoivatilat who can provide these kind of facilities in a cost-effective manner. It's good for the taxpayers and for the government, for the municipalities and for the rest of the Europe. <laughs> So the center we just heard about was established in 2017, and the demand for spots has been so strong that they're already building an extension. But it's not just the demand for childcare that is driving the company's growth. Finland has the most rapidly aging population in Europe. To keep up, Hoivatelat is building 58 new care facilities across the country for the young and the old. Which is why the 50 million euro loan from the EIB is so important, to help the company take advantage of that opportunity. Mm-hmm. We hope you'll listen to more from Future Europe on iTunes, Acast, Spotify, and everywhere else you get your podcasts. And do us a big favor and rate the podcast on whichever platform you use. Don't hesitate to get in touch with us on Twitter. I'm at EIB Matt, E-I-B-M-A-T-T. And Janelle, let's have a little Polish here. You're at? J. Simplinski, S-I-E-M-P-L-E-N-S-K-I. Beautiful.
Transmitem de la Banca Europeană de Investiții. De la Banca Europeană de Investiții. De la Banca Europeană de Investiții. Desde el Banco Europeo de Inversiones. From the European Investment Bank.